2: Reminder, every episode of this podcast premieres live on Amp. So download the app, subscribe to me, at Richard Sherman, to tune in to all of our shows live. The Volume. You
3: know this, sir. New balls for these show. You don't. Super Bowl championship. That should
2: always be the expectation. I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. I got one of my favorite guys on today, Defoe. How you been, brother?
3: I've been good, you know, uh, just out here grinding. I'm, like I told you, I'm out here in Greenville, South Carolina. I was training out at Clemson, so, you know, it's just just another off season.
2: Yeah, yeah, with all the big dogs. Well, I see in your <laughs> offseason, you and Kittle won one beer Olympics, I was like, come on now, always competing, I see. Yeah, you know, got to compete some way, somehow. George (laughs) just hit me me up a couple months
3: ago. He was like, hey, bro, you know, you want to join me in this beer Olympics? I said, nope. I said, just tell me the date and the time and I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) What were the events? So we started off with a little, uh, a beer chug, uh, a boot chug, uh, dust boot. And that was the one I was worried about for real. I was like, I can't chug beer like that. You know, that's not me. You know, that's not me. So we started off with that to get the seating. You know, it was the combined times from the teams. And, uh, we ended up being the seventh seed after that, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I held the team back on that one.
0: You know, that was uh, that was all
3: me. That was all me, but I made up for it. We had flip cup next, you know, me and kiddo, we, we tore that up. We won the whole thing. And then, uh, the next was beer pong We we got out in like the second round of beer pong, you know, uh, that was supposed to be our strongest event. And, uh, you know, just it was tough. You dropped the ball. But, uh, the next one was beer ball. We dropped the ball. We dropped the ball. I, I dropped the ball. I'll be honest. Beer ball. I brought it back, you know, held it down for the squad. We won the whole thing. And then, you know, we had that whole relay against. Against uh, Taylor and uh, Will, and you know we took the, we took it home.
2: We took the trophy home, baby. See, see, it see it kind of sounds like y'all upset the field. You know, seven seed coming up all the way back. A lot of adversity. Underdogs. You know, a uh-huh. lot of adversity. You know, a lot, lot of. But we love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It had to be fun to, to to hang out with the guys, though.
3: Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun, especially hanging out with Kiddo again. You know how George is, man. You know he's he's always a good time. So it was it was nice being able to reconnect after the past year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It looked fun. It looked a lot of fun. I saw some of the pictures and videos. So a lot of people don't notice about you, but you were a hooper, a legit hooper. Yeah. Gatorade player of the year in Hawaii. So why, why didn't (laughs) you go hooping?
3: Nah. Yeah. So I was, man, I, I loved football. I mean, basketball, basketball was like my, like my first love for real. My dad, you know, my dad put me on, he was a big hooper back in the day, his day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, just the, the way everything t- turned out back home in Hawaii, football, you know, that's everything. And uh, I ended up actually getting hurt going into my junior year for basketball. I was getting some looks at, uh, out in Vegas. You know, my AAU team was going to go out there and compete. And I ended up getting hurt before the trip. Uh, so, you know, I didn't really get any, any looks. And, you know, nobody really going out to Hawaii. To recruit. <laughs> it's a good thing I focused on football because everything turned out the way, you know, Everything turned out of the way supposed to. Oh no question, and no
2: question about that. So, yes, sir. so do you oh, think yeah. you would have went to Oregon if you were born somewhere else? Because I know there's a big Oregon fan base in Hawaii. So did that yeah. did that influence your decision going there?
3: Most definitely. Uh, you know, just being being from Hawaii, uh, I just wanted to make sure that my family was. You know, it was easy for them to get to my games and little things like that. So staying on the West Coast was big for me. I never left the Rock before, so it was definitely going to be a challenge. I knew I was going to get homesick at some point. And I definitely did back back at Oregon, but I, I was lucky. I had, you know, I had Marcus. I had uh, a couple of my guys from Hawaii, Bronson, Koa, um, and a bunch of other guys on the team that, you know, helped me kind of get through that homesickness, you know, because, you know, I had a bunch of guys from Hawaii with me. So it, it all worked out.
2: I understand that. I, I I would appreciate that too. You know what I mean? You got to have some, some sense of family. Um, right. What other big offers were you considering?
3: Man, I was. It was all really in the Pac-12. It was. Uh, I had UCLA, Cal. It was Washington, uh, Washington State. Who else? Utah, Colorado, and then uh, obviously I had Hawaii. Uh, but yeah, that was that was about it. Oh, Arizona, Arizona State.
2: Did you ever consider going to UH? I might. You know, my it had to brain, cross you. I, you know, it
3: had to cross your mind. It was. It was a a little bit, and it was actually. Uh, was actually my last offer, which was wow. crazy. Uh, yeah, that was my last offer. But uh, yeah, I mean, my my entire life, though, like growing up there, um, my whole entire upbringing, I wanted to get off the island. You know, I wanted to take experience something else. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, growing up there, eighteen years. I mean, you kind of end up knowing a lot of people. Everybody, you know what I mean? So, right, right. you know, everybody kind of knows everybody back home. So I was just like, you know, I wanna I wanna venture out and kind of do my own thing and you know Oregon was just like I went on my visit there and it was like you know I actually had five visits set up after my senior season Oregon was the first visit I had five weeks in a row I was going to go on a whole you know university tour type deal and Oregon was number one and that was my last
2: trip I mean (laughs) after that trip I was like I'm done I'm set (laughs) I I love it that was it I love it. I love it. That's a guy. I mean, obviously a great decision. It yes, worked sir. out. Then you get to the Niners, which is yeah. still West Coast. And you, you, you're yes, feeling sir. good. Uh, I know your family hype.
3: Oh man. Like I had a, I have so many family that were Niner fans before you know I even got there. So they, you know, they were all hype. So I decided to stay, uh, stay in Hawaii for the draft. You know, I got invited to the draft and everything, but I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta. They only told me you can only bring so many people. And I was like, man, I got a lot more people than this. So <laughs> who's helped me, you know, who's helped me to get to that moment. And I wanted to share that moment with everybody, you know, that's helped me along the way. And, you know, with my family, my friends. So I mean, I threw through this whole draft party and everything back at nice. one of my my friends' uncle's restaurants. So it was I was a lot of fun, man. I, I just I was just hoping that I was getting took in the first on the first day because I would have been bad. You know, you throw this whole, you see it all the time, you throw this whole party and everything and you know
2: you just you are waiting you're waiting you're waiting and luckily I didn't have to wait too long six, to wait so long. that was that was that was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah I was about to say <laughs> you, you didn't wait long <laughs> you, yeah, you
2: yeah, yeah not, not not long. Yeah. Well obviously you've had a great career in the league. You know we got a chance to run to that Super Bowl together. Um that was a special season I felt like you know I thought that was yeah, one of my more fun seasons of, of my career. What what did you feel yeah. about that season and that team?
3: man hands down the greatest team i've been a part of just from top to bottom man like the organization the culture that we built there um man it was just everybody had each other's backs man you know it was it was it was crazy and when there was times where we did have a little adversity nobody pointed fingers everybody just looked at each other like man how can how can i get better you right. know what i mean and that was the amazing part about it. You know what I'm saying? And there was, sure, we had the top, one of the top defenses in the league and shoot, there was games where we struggled. I mean, I, I always remember that, that New Orleans game, man, for uh, me, it was, uh, like, it was not a defensive game. It was a straight <laughs> offense, you know? And, and that was one of those games where we needed the offense to show up and Jimmy and the offense showed up, you know, and we just kept battling and then, and going earlier in the season, you know, we playing Pittsburgh at home. And our offense turns the ball over five times in our own red zone, and you know we defense got to get back on the field like, hey, come on, need another stop. We held them all—all other all, than all five turnovers, we held them to, to field goals. You know what I mean? And like it's just little things like that where you know one side wasn't clicking. Like, hey, bro, don't worry, we got your back. All right? You know what I mean? So it's—it's it's just that yeah, that special bond that we all had, but like on and off the field, which was which was the biggest thing and that's what I, I try to do you know when I came to the coaches like the off the field stuff you know going to going to those dinners and you know having guys over the house you know building those relationships because when you're on the field it's something special you know those relationships that you've built off the field you know when you get on the field you just you go even that much harder for each other you know what I'm saying I just yeah. feel like that's the season where it all came together and we really did that for each other
2: no question. I still, I, I, think that's still one of the most silly D-lines I've ever seen, you know, put together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, no, I definitely. think once and it's absolutely. all said and done, people go look at that D-line like, how did y'all yeah, do uh, this? And the a, and a, and a sick part about it is, man, like
3: not finishing it, man, you oh. know, getting all the way there. Obviously, you know how it feels to mm-hmm. get the job done and to not get the job done. That's the hardest part because nobody, nobody's really going to remember how historical mm-hmm. that that team was, that D-line was right. to be a part of, like, nobody remembers second place. That's, no, the, that's, don't. The, that's the hardest part,
2: man. Yeah, don't. That's tough. I, I ain't it's seen tough. that NFC Championship ring since. <laughs> 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 I feel that, brother. I feel that. Man. Oh, man. The new Gran Turismo movie is based on a true story of a teen's journey from video game player to real-life racer. The movie follows Jan Martinborough, a construction worker from Wales, who, through his skills on Gran Turismo, the video game, broke into the elite world of professional motorsports. Jan receives the chance of a lifetime when Nissan and Sony host a competition to identify the best GT players and give them a shot at racing in real life. Doubted by his family, his fellow racers, and even his coach, Jan is an unlikely outsider trying to change the game and break into an exclusive and incredibly dangerous sport. If he can find a way to win, he will change the game forever. This state-of-the-art movie recreates some of the most famous and dynamic racing competitions in the world in breathtaking sequences that need to be seen on the big screen. Can't just watch watching in your living room. Directed by Neil Blomkamp, The visceral action, sounds, and the thrills of the racetrack were brought to life using actual Nissan GTs, drones, and practical effects, all shot with the most sophisticated technology and advanced cameras. The racing sequences were so realistic that Jan Martinborough himself actually served as a stunt driver for the film. The movie features an incredible cast led by David Harbour alongside Orlando Bloom Jamon Hansu, Jerry Hollowell Horner, and Archie Madikwe as Dan Mettenberg. Gran Turismo is exclusively in theaters August 11th. Get your tickets today, rated PG-13.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,
1: as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: So how has it been in Indy? You know, obviously, you know, it's been, it's been kind of rough. With yeah. Frank, and then then the Jeff Saturday whole ordeal. How was that?
3: The transition, you know, bringing in uh obviously Jeff Saturday. Um, he didn't have a whole lot of coaching experience or anything, so um you know the guys were kind of just everybody was kind of thrown off a little bit with the hire and you know thinking that it's going to be just somebody in house. And uh, you know, I mean, when he came in, you know, first team meeting, he had great great energy, you know, obviously, and you can see why he was a. You know, he did things that he did in his career, just a leader. You could tell he's a great leader of men. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He motivated guys. The tempo and practice changed. You know, I feel like guys started practicing with more urgency, um, which was great. Obviously, we came out that week one where he, you know, week what was it, eight or nine, and uh beat the Raiders, you know, guys were you know filling in and everything, but obviously, you know when you don't have a coach with a whole lot of experience, but like, you know, they're breaking down offensively. They're trying to find answers. So they're trying to narrow things down in the playbook, you know, so guys can play fast and little things like that. But those things get catch up with you, you know, Um, not having a, a really big game plan, going into games and narrowing things down. So, I mean, it's the NFL, you know what I mean? So he, that kind of caught up with us and, you know, it's just kind of a snowball effect, you know, and, that was a tough part, man. And seeing seeing the fight go out of, you know, out of guys so early, you know, halfway through the season, that was that was tough. I mean, it was hard coming into the building and really, you know, obviously I'm gonna do what I can do to to help the team. You know, a lot of guys, you know, the the, the captains on the team, you know, trying to push guys and push ourselves to do the best that we can to help the squad. But at the end of the day, when everybody's not on the same page,
2: it don't matter. I mean,
3: it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that that that, that
2: is pretty I mean it's it's tough because you come in with high expectations, you come in, you know, expecting division title, you compete and compete and compete and things go kinda of left, then then the coach change is demoralizing, and then you're like yep. you're looking for recovery and then they're they're killing the game plans and you're like, Wait, like they'll figure this out by halftime.
3: Like they're gonna right. it's you know, the exa- exactly. They're gonna figure this exactly. out by halftime. It's the league. Right. And- we got to make some type of adjustments or something, you know what I mean? And yeah, man, it was it was tough, man. It was a it was a grind. It was one of them years you just had to get to grind through it, right. you had to right. grind
2: through it. Right. Well, yeah. this is a new year and new hope, new coach Shane. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah, did a great job last year, and and looks like to looks to be a solid head coach addition. Um, what has he changed about it? You know, obviously it's been OTAs, it hasn't been training camp, or right, 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 you know anything significant. But how has he been?
3: Man, he's been great. I mean, just seeing the way he's really establishing the culture he wants here, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, you know what I mean? Around the building, you know, really seeing, you know, he's really getting on just the little things, the little details, you know what I mean? That matter. The guys really, you know, we always say it's cliche to say, but it's it's all the details, little things that you do each and every day, you know what I mean? To... To really build the culture that you want, to to build that winning culture that you want, it was new. Obviously, it was a lot for you know. Obviously, even for some vets, it was kind of like, whoa, you know what I mean? Right, right. But I could see what coach was doing, which was like, you know, getting all that nonsense stuff out the way early, so that when it came to training camp, you already knew what time it was. And we're not we're not trying to establish culture. We're not trying to establish any of that little you know, oh, addressing little things that we should have been addressing back in OTAs. It's already been done. And right. so we're just moving forward and we're really getting the ball rolling. So that's what I've been really loving from him. And just talking to him and, and you know, seeing how his mind works with ball. I mean, guys, I mean the man, is—he's he knows ball. You know, he's all ball, which I love. And, you know, he's obviously a, a big offensive-minded guy. And, you know, I'm just seeing what the offense is doing and seeing what he can do. You know, even with uh with AR back there and even with Garner back there, um, it's gonna be fun to see. You know, um, I'm I'm just excited to see them I'll put some points up this year so we can really get after it on defense. No
2: question, no question, because y'all still got a lot of talent on that defense. Yeah. Um obviously you talked about Anthony Anthony Richardson and he's he's been on the hype train, you know, since that performance at the yeah. combine. How has he been?
3: Oh yeah, man, he's been he's been great. I mean, just seeing him working every day. He's made some definitely some good throws, some great spectacular throws in practice. You know, um, like any other rookie, I mean, obviously, you know, he's still got work to do, but I can say one big thing really watching him is his pocket presence you know he really has a good feel for the rush when he's looking downfield you know being able to extend plays and I mean obviously with the quarterback position nowadays I mean just with the guys rushing the quarterback I mean you need a a, you know kind of a dual threat quarterback or a quarterback with great pocket presence and being able to extend plays down the field I mean that's kind of where the game is going right now and you know having him as is a great addition I mean he's I mean, shoot when when he came on his visit to to the Colts, they told me who he was, and I'm like, man, that boy look like a DM, <laughs> right, right. you know, just the way he's the way he's built. I mean, I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, he could be a DM, but right. you know, he's got all he's got all the attributes to be a great quarterback. You know, he just got to put the work in.
2: No question, no question. Just like everybody else, you're always got to yeah. put the work in. But uh, it seems like a great yeah. situation for a young quarterback to be in with a new offensive minded mm-hmm. head coach. Uh so what are your goals for this season? Cause you know, you've been the all throw. You've been at the top of the game. You got the yeah. second most sacks since you came in the league behind the great Aaron Donald, of course. You know, it just had to be <laughs> him. <Yeah. laughs>
3: right, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, man, my thing personally, um just going through this offseason, my biggest my biggest thing is just respect. That's my biggest thing right now. Like I feel like everybody's kinda falling off and I'm I feel like my name's been kind of been falling down the charts in, in defensive tackle play. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like I gotta remind people who I really am. And, and the other thing is obviously obviously I want all pro, I want pro bowl um for my personal goals. Personally I wanna set a, a record for myself, my my PR with Sacks this year, because I know I can do it. And uh I've been I've been close a couple of you know, a couple you know, this past year definitely because I I definitely left some out there for show last year. And uh, you know, that's that's my personal goals, man. I mean, and obviously, like anybody, the main goal is the Super Bowl. But personally, those are my goals for sure. But the first oh. things first is that respect.
2: No, no question. You know, you it's only gotten out there. You only can get yeah. it out there. Oh
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, oh. exactly. Speaking of disrespect, I don't know if you are still playing Madden. I stopped. I stopped a little while ago. You know, things things start getting weird.
3: <laughs> Not yet, yeah, yeah. Right, like, right, right.
2: But they they got you as the thirteenth best deep defensive tackle. I said, okay, stay off the weed. See like, that goodness. That, that, that's what I'm
3: saying. Man. That's what I'm saying, dog. You know, just little things like that. I'm like, okay, you know, you right. just just feel the fire, baby. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and just just little things like that. You know, I was actually talking with uh, with my wife before I got on with you. <laughs> She said, you know, you the man, right? I said, you know, I said, I know. She goes, yeah, because like you just said, they got you the 13th best on Mad and she be looking at all the little things, bro. She's like, I'm mad (laughs) for you. I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. it. Wifey say, I'm about to put the bulletin board up. (laughs) Yeah, know oh. what I'm saying. So she she be looking at all that stuff like before even I, I even know it. So I'm like, oh, I'm like word. I'm like, I right, bet you know. So yeah, awesome. it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great year.
2: That's awesome, man. I'm 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 excited for you. I, I'm sad that we don't get to see y'all on TNF um this year. That's that's kind of frustrating. I was looking at the schedule. I yeah, like, come on now. What what we doing? bro?
3: It is crazy, man. I'm I'm like, not one primetime game this year. Not one. Not even
2: a. They couldn't even give us a Thursday night, (laughs) right? Man, I thought everybody at least get. I thought that was.
3: By default, by default, right. I thought everybody had one. I said, damn, we couldn't even get a Thursday night. That's crazy, dog. That's they put it in the preseason. That's what they did. They said, oh, yeah, we're going to slide in
2: the preseason. You good. Man. Right, right. We'll watch y'all in yeah. the preseason. We ain't going to watch y'all the other time. Like, come back right. home, bro. Like, I mean, I get it. I mean, it was, I get it. I get it.
3: Like, last year, no. that was,
2: it was bad. It was bad, but come on, dog. No, it's, it's like, always, and people have bad seasons every year. They still get at least one right. primetime game. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Yeah. And y'all got a young quarterback, like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought at least, but right. that should be motivation for the team, you know? They, right. You know, I mean, shoot, we start
3: stacking up these wins. They're going to put us on. That's, oh, all, no that's, that's all we got to do. They yeah. start flexing games. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate yeah. you, brother. I won't hold you anymore. <laughs> I know you got to get, get to your flight. Always good to see you. Always good to hear from you. And, you know, hopefully we run into each other soon.
3: Oh, yeah, already. Appreciate you, brother. Thank appreciate you for having you. me, dog. Hope, you, hope the, the fam's doing good. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm going, bro. I appreciate it. Hope yours is doing good, too. The
2: volume.